Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everybody welcome back to the story song podcast i'm dan mackerel i'm rachel oaks and i'm michael gazelle this is a special mini sode mm-hmm. where we are going to talk about halloween songs here's what we're going to do yeah we are going to decide right now and this will be binding <laughs> around the world yep for generations to come mm-hmm. we're going to decide on the eight songs that belong in the Halloween song mm-hmm. cat. You know that you know that gold record that Carl Sagan made yep. that had all the information on it? Yeah. That he's giving to aliens. That that's it's gonna be on that thing. Yeah. We're making our own. That he's giving to aliens. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's what he has all the information to like restart <laughs> civilization in case aliens come down. They have all the information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. His has like the Pythagorean theorem on it. Yeah. Or whatever, and ours has a lot of theory theories about <laughs> right. You know, Halloween songs. Halloween songs, sure. Both yeah, valid yeah. and necessary when aliens show up. <laughs> They're gonna be like, "What are the Halloween songs?" Mm-hmm. First, take us to our leader. Second of all, what are you reading Halloween songs? <laughs> Tell us right now. Here's why we're doing this. I was just sort of thinking about Halloween songs in relation to Christmas songs, right? Because Christmas songs, it's pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. Like, what are the Christmas songs and what aren't? And as we've talked about, Christmas is this blob that sucks in everything from, like, winter songs, right? Songs that just, like, mentioned winter. It's like, oh, it's a Christmas song now. And now, like, the song Hallelujah, much to my chagrin, is, like, slowly <laughs> becoming a Christmas song. Even though it's, like, it just mentions the word Hallelujah, which is, like, sort of related to Christmas. Anyway. But... Halloween songs, like, there's no there's no definitive, like, this is what a Halloween song is versus this is not what a Halloween song is. And one problem with Halloween songs, number one, is that a lot of times the songs are actually metaphors because things like monsters and spooky stuff is good for metaphors. So just as an example, one song we have on our long list here is the song She-Wolf by Shakira. Mm-hmm. Now, what that song is about is that Shakira is a button-down lady in her normal life, but she wants to go out to the clubs and party, and she's like a she-wolf, 
who's who's coming out, right? And that's a mm-hmm. metaphor for the way she's acting. As opposed to something like Santa Claus is coming to town, which is a song about the fact that Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> <laughs> There's no metaphor, right? Well, so, if you but, think about it. I mean, they both want to go clubbing. Yes. So Santa Claus is coming to town to go clubbing. Yeah, he well, he wants to go to Studio 54. He's not going to like that doesn't even during Christmas time. He, Santa Claus is coming to town around July because Liza told him that she could get him into <laughs> Studio 54. So that's problem number one with Hollywood songs. Mm-hmm. Problem number two is that you got to really ride that line between like spooky and fun, mm-hmm. and then like genuinely upsetting. Occasionally, <laughs> yeah. songs are yeah. about things that are genuinely upsetting. Right. And then people have them on the list of like the best Halloween songs. Guys, writers of BuzzFeed or whatever, Zombie by the Cranberries is not a Halloween <laughs> no. song. It's, it's about not. a terrorist attack, okay? It's about real people who died. Stop putting it on the list. I know it has the word zombie in it, yeah. but that doesn't count, okay? Yeah. You can put it on a list of like great songs of the 90s. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying. It's not a Halloween song. And I get it. Like, because you're also like the people who have like the super disturbing Halloween decorations. And you're like, guys, this is supposed to be fun. It's for kids. Yeah. Let's take it back. Just take it back like a half a half a notch, please. All right. Can we? Okay. So that, so that's, so that's like the, the second problem. Decorate their front yards with like actual axe murderers. Is that, that's what I'm yeah. talking about? <laughs> yeah. That's like what I'm talking about. Like those literal haunted houses where they're like, yeah, but this is like, this stuff could really happen to you. And it's like, but that's right. not the point of a haunted house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's not fun. How is this yeah, fun? The, this is a total side note, but yeah. I, I am always fascinated by like the weird trends that come up like throughout the holidays. The last couple of years, Halloween equals tall. I don't understand yeah. why. <laughs> yeah. You gotta but have there is an arms skeletons. race. There is an arms race for who can have the tallest skeleton on their lawn, and I don't understand why it's happening. <laughs> gotta get that twelve foot skeleton, baby. I don't He's get. He's living what, his best life. But that's the problem. Is if everyone else got the twelve foot, some guy's like, "Well, I gotta get fifteen foot." It's like at some point, one of these things is gonna fall over and crush someone to death, <laughs> and then we're gonna have a, a national reckoning with how tall these skeletons are getting. But I digress. So again, you don't you don't have the problem with Christmas. Again, in contrast to that. No Christmas song has ever been too Christmas, right? You know, you can't go too far. Whereas with Halloween, you, you can. So mm-hmm. we want to ride that line between spooky and fun, right? And I mean, you guys, what's going to happen is that you guys are going to nominate a song and we'll decide whether or not it should go in the canon. Again, I think it should be more on the like the actual spooky stuff is happening. Not so much a metaphor. But again, we can talk about that. It's totally fine. Okay. So you're saying we should read past the song title? Well, again, there's this. <laughs> see, this is the problem. This, some people not. don't. No. Some people <laughs> don't. So, but but whatever you got, uh, there's no rules. If you guys want to nominate a song, we will talk about it. I think the other criteria is just going to be relevance, right? Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of like, w- will I? Let's say a hypothetical like 20 year old at a Halloween party, when they hear this song, will they know the song? Will they care about the song? Whatever. Again, it's not a criteria. You you can make an argument for whatever. The thing with Christmas songs is they they they're everybody knows like White Christmas, even though it's like a million years old. Yeah. But Halloween songs are more likely to sort of fade away from the public consciousness. So, having said that, we have eight slots. We've already filled in two, mm-hmm. and I think you, the listener at home, will agree. 
Number one is the Monster Mash. Or Bobby Boris Pickett. He did the Monster Mash. The Monster Mash. Number two is Thriller by Michael Jackson. And if you disagree with those two, we cannot help you. If you don't think we can in the canon, I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't tell you. I, I mean, I really don't know. I mean, first, I mean, the Monster Mash. Well, let's start here. The Monster Mash is the only, I would say, verifiable without any question. Oh, yeah. Halloween song. He had it a is... vision and he went with it. <laughs> well, but here's the thing. A, not a metaphor. It's no, literally no, about no. monsters. No. The monsters the monsters are not a metaphor for the ills of 1950s America. <laughs> They're about monsters, okay? That's what, the monsters represent monsters. <laughs> and they're having a party. So the spooky and the fun, right? It's perfect, okay? So that's definitely a Halloween song. And then Thriller also is like a really good one. Reasons why. I mean, besides the fact that it's a great song and it's about, you know, scary stuff. Special effects, right? Creeping coffins, chains, wolf howls. This is the stuff of Halloween. A, an organ. I'm going to talk about that sometimes. You want you want that organ sound in there. for Because mm-hmm. you hear that and you're like, it'd be, it'd be like Halloween. And then number three, Vincent Price. You really can't go wrong. <laughs> no. The man, is the, vo- the man is the voice of Halloween. So oh, yeah. those two, I think, are definitive. Both of those songs have Halloween sound effects in them. Yeah, that's yeah. true. The oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's with... Yeah. Right, right. Oh, yeah. No. I mean, the Monster, again, the Monster has got it all. The Monster Mash is the platonic <laughs> ideal of the Halloween song. We can agree. <laughs> yes. We can agree with that. Yes. So I'm going to throw it out there. Does anyone want to nominate a song for the Halloween canon? Go ahead. Go for it. So I, I, I'm not going to go out on a limb. I'm going to go s- safe for my first one. And I'm going to say that... This is Halloween Whoa, by Danny okay. Elfman sure. and The Nightmare Before Christmas would be in that canon. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. I think that A, it's written by Danny Elfman, which P.S. we can get into further, but Danny Elfman himself is a pretty good Halloween person. Agreed. Um, you know, uh, but it... Uh, I mean, just the lyrics themselves really just lend themselves. Now, it, it is it cheating a little bit because it comes from a Christmas slash Halloween movie? Maybe. But and that it's written specifically for that? Maybe. But it does have a lot of a lot going for it because it has it it literally says this is Halloween. It has It's hard all, that, I will say let me stop right there yeah. and say hard to argue. That it's it literally really says, this is Halloween. Really the lyrics hard to, are hard to argue. It talks yeah, about yeah. trick-or-treating. It talks about, mm-hmm. like, ghouls and, like, like s- snakes and spiders and things creeping under the bed and things like that. Um, so I would say that if you have to have, if you're doing a top eight, this is Halloween has to be in there. Here, here's, okay. I got a couple of things. Okay. I'm not going to argue. All right. But number one, I think it being from a movie is fine. Okay. Christmas song, like White Christmas is from the movie White Christmas. That's true. Right? Well, it's from the movie Holiday Inn. That's true. That Michael's 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 right. Is that is that true? Yeah. Well, yeah. wow. I cannot even explain how much anger that fills me. <laughs> that the song White Christmas is not from the movie White Christmas. Why <laughs> would is. they do that to me? 
it, but why would they do that to me? Why would they make it so complicated? It Just have it be for the <laughs> It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I understand. I understand. The song became so popular, they made a movie around White Christmas. I can't play it. They didn't know the, movie, the song was going to become that popular. It's fine. Okay. Well, anyway, it's from a movie. Yeah. Obviously. Right. The other thing is that I was, I went through like, you know, albums of like Halloween, like Halloween party. And then I have like the theme to the Twilight Zone, mm-hmm. the theme to Rosemary's Beanie, which is like, those songs are not spooky on their own. You just, you have to know where they're from. But then I was like, but then that's also true of the Peanuts, the, the, the Linus and Lucy. There's no connection to Christmas just right. from the song alone. It's just true. that you, you hear it. Or you um, mean one Mr. Grinch. That is a perfect example. As I've said many times, I would love for someone like from another culture to come here, hear that song and be like, now tell me why that's a Christmas song. <laughs> right, <laughs> because right, it doesn't right. mention right. Christmas at all. And it just talks about how this guy is a huge jerk. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. But we know it's fine. So the movie part is fine. Hard to argue with the lyrics because they literally say this is Halloween. Here's my one thing, though. If you're at a Halloween party, can you dance to this song? Or is it is it a bit of a record scratch? Like, what are we listening to when we're out on the dance floor? But I but I think here is the thing. Yeah. I, here is the thing. When you're at a Christmas party, you're not sitting there at on the dance floor booping and a bopping all the time. I you agree. You need a mix of songs. So Christmas carols aren't meant for dancing all the time. That they're they're meant for you know having a drink around the punch bowl, bobbing for apples. I mean, Christmas carols aren't, but the Halloween songs, you have to have the, you know, you have to have time to walk over to the table and get those um, pretzel rods that are dipped in chocolate with the almond piece on it so it looks like a witch's finger. Do you know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Like, oh, right, Rachel, so, you got to reach in and feel the witch's eyeballs. That's right. Don't worry. Rich, which by it's it's peeled grapes. And they're I just eat. peeled grapes, you guys. It's okay. They're just peeled grapes. That witch's hair. That's just spaghetti. Cold spaghetti. It's just cold spaghetti, you guys. It's fine. But the, so I think that, that there does has sound to be good. a <laughs> put them together. Weird but delicious. Peeled grapes and cold uh, spaghetti. Mm, mm. All right. Um. So a I think there has to be <laughs> great. My my stomach hurts. Um, <laughs> it's all part of I, the experience. And one and one very tiny Snickers bar. Like I'm talking like this square like one, this the tiny bit. square one, like the little square one. The little yeah, square yeah. One. Um, that just has like the it's S like, on it. Um, the, the kind that <laughs> that's right. It's just the S though. The kind that you're like, you know what? I don't know if it was even worth unwrapping. This. Yeah, yeah. It took longer to unwrap it than it did <laughs> to, to eat it. To eat it. Like, oh, it just melted. Um, but. So I think that that's what this is Halloween is. It sets a bit of a mood. It's a little peppy. It's a little it's a little lighthearted, but the lyrics themselves give you the sense of it's kind of creepy. So it has that it's that you know what it is? It's it's creepy kid sound. That's what this is Halloween gives you. Cuz it's that okay. la 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 this is Halloween and it has kid voices in it. And that's what you need cuz there's nothing creepier than creepy kid voices. So not like agree. Catherine O'Hara. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, Michael. Oh, so we're going to put that in. So now our canon is Monster Mash, Thriller, and This is Halloween. You know what? You know what This is Halloween needs, though, is like, it needs like a Ariana Grande, like, cover, right? It needs something that's a, that's not, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think it just needs, like, to, to, 
to get out of the 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 strict movie form of it. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. I mean, because I agree with you, Rachel. Because the, the thing with, with the Christmas carols, I agree with you. Is that you know me? There's nothing I like more like Christmas Eve sitting there in a sweater with an eggnog listening to something Crosby, right? But that's not the vibe at Halloween. You're not sitting around like after a long day, you, you know, just soaking in soundtrack. the vibe. I'm just saying you're, right. it's more of a booping and a bopping time, yeah. I, I think, anyway, you know you for get? Halloween. You got What's get that? Bebo. You got to oh, get, okay. get Bebo. How, how old is Bebo? I don't know. Now. But I know that um, there's, there's the movie version. <laughs> and then there's Bebo. And the Bebo there's version. the pop version. And Bebo does the pop version. <laughs> It is oldest time. All right. Um, Michael, what yes. do you think? You got one here for us? I do. I don't know if I should do a safe one or kind of an out there one. Hey, man. It's up what, to you. What do you think? What would you do? You, you I, go, I mean, you live your best life, Michael. Yeah. What do you think? Just pick one. All right. I'm going to do a fun one. Okay. Do it. I'm going to say... You're the Devil in Disguise by Mr. Elvis Presley. You're the devil in disguise. Or as you are, devil in disguise. Here's the thing, Michael. I said nothing could possibly happen. You're fired from the show. What a terrible joke. No. <laughs> um, great song. Okay. Devil in Disguise. Here's a question. And I'm literally just throwing this out there. I'm not going to say Does he literally think she's the devil? Or is this a metaphor? Because if he literally thinks she's the devil, for me, this is a slam dunk in terms of Halloween. Well, okay. So the... Like as Elvis dancing with her, looks down, sees, you know, hooves under the dress. And it was like, oh, oh, I got you. You, You're the devil in disguise. I see what's happening here. He says in the song, you fooled me with your kisses, you cheated and you schemed. Heaven knows how you lied to me. You're not the way you seemed. That's, I mean, fooling him with your kisses. The song's from like, I think it's like mid 60s. Um, Might be earlier. So that's, yeah, that's the devil's work right there. Okay. No, I think... What I like about this song is, one, you've got... I mean, the devil works for Halloween regardless. Yes. Well, here and because and, here's the thing. I agree with you, Michael, totally. But if we're talking like actual Satan, like exorcist Satan, too scary. Right. But if we're talking about, you know, little red horn and a little pitchfork, right? You know what I mean? Right. Like a little kid dressed up like the devil. That's great. If that's what we're talking about, then I'm on board. Okay? And I'm not even don't even get me started on sexy devil. Let's not even go down that <laughs> road. Let's stay on little kid devil yeah. for the moment and just say that's but again, lighthearted fun devil. If that's what we're talking about, then I'm on board. I love yeah, it. Yeah, and it, well the song itself is lighthearted and fun, even though it's about somebody cheating and thereby being the devil to him. The idea of of the devil is Halloweenish, and the fact that he mentions a disguise, like he's mm-hmm. already talking about Halloween costumes. So I think it's got <laughs> that. It's also sort of like light and kind of fun, and it's a little bit of a dancey song. So at a Halloween party, you're 
not really going to be thoroughly analyzing the lyrics to be like, wait a minute, this isn't haunted. You're you're gonna hear like Devil in Disguise, you're gonna be like, okay, this is this is a Halloween song. I'm gonna you know, it's in between bobbing for apples. So you're gonna be underwater mm-hmm. for half the song. So you're just gonna hear <laughs> the chorus. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna allow it. I do my one last question here in terms of putting it into the canon is relevance. How many people are going to hear this song and be like, oh, Devil in Disguise, or be like, what is this old junk? You know what um, I mean? Like it's okay. Uh I'm not going to acknowledge that. It, it's <laughs> no, Michael. I'm not. That's not me. But I, I, that's not me talking. No, I think I love this song. I'm saying in terms of because let me just start a scenario. Okay, because mm-hmm. I've said many times across here in my house is the school, and we go to the trunk or treat, right? And they have a DJ, and, they, and he plays quote unquote Halloween music, and I am always fascinated to see what songs he's going to play. Because these songs are for ten-year-olds, right? These, these, so, so my question is: He's ever played Devil in the Skies? I can, I can tell you that right off the bat. But I'm just, I'm just wondering. And it, this is not, you know, this is not disqualified this, any song. But I'm just saying, relevance-wise, like, is this, you know, how many people are going to care about this song coming I think- out? Be like, ooh, I love this song. Again, relatively. I'm not saying me. I'm saying like general population. You you poll. We we ask fifty people, right? Name your your top eight Halloween songs. How many people are going to know this song? Well, I mean, how many people are going to have eight Halloween songs? They're going to be like, I'll get it's back fair. to you in two days. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think enough people know this song, but I also think whether or not they know it, they would recognize Elvis's voice. And I think that would do it. Elvis okay. Elvis himself is timeless. And I think recognizing his voice, people would pay attention to the song, whether or not they know the song. Also, I think more people would know it than you would think. The song was featured in Lilo and Stitch. And I think okay. most people are at least familiar right. with that movie. I sure. do agree with that. This song is, is used more than you think in in movies and in tv because of the devil in disguise aspect of it and i agree i agree with michael about the elvis situation that that elvis is is going to be around for forever he just keeps on hanging on not in a bad way i didn't mean that like let's give it up (laughs) elvis but he just you know there there's a timelessness to him but the phrase devil in disguise just just lends itself to being utilized over and over and over again in movies and television. By the way, the Elvis situation is the name of my Elvis cover band. <laughs> if you guys want to audition, we're having auditions on Wednesday. Okay. I was going to say, if you guys want to audition for my Elvis cover band, which is called Give It Up Elvis. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just going to say this right now. Not respectful the material <laughs> right it's right off the bat so be ready for that all right so let's talk about let's talk about a couple of heavy hitters we haven't, we haven't okay okay i'm just gonna, I'm just gonna... the song ghostbusters mm-hmm. by ray parker Jr. weirdly i'm gonna say the relevance is high 
For some reason, Ghostbusters never goes away. No. They just came out with a Ghostbusters movie a couple of years ago. I, I'm actually not... I really can't explain why. Because it... it <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, Ghostbusters, I, it was a great movie, but it's like a dumb 80s comedy. You know what I mean? Like, nobody's still talking about, like, Caddyshack or whatever. Yeah, for some reason, Ghostbusters is hanging on. Maybe it's the Halloween connection. I don't know. But that's one that's floating out there. I think that's one you hear a lot. Yeah. Right? It's got the spooky organ in the beginning. It's good. It mentions the word Ghostbusters. Let me do a quick count. 70 billion times. <laughs> so that helps. Um... I ain't afraid of no ghost, right? Hard to argue that. You know, who are you going to call not related to Halloween, but that's okay. Um, Somebody's Watching Me by Rockwell. This is one that I mm. feel like is starting to, I feel like it's starting to fade. fade. You know, I think also obviously having double Michael Jackson on here. I also saw, again, a BuzzFeed list that credited this song to Michael Jackson, rude to Rockwell. Whoa. <laughs> um, Poor Rockwell. But, but when we did this song, I, there there are some, in my mind, some pretty glaring flaws in this song that when you hear it the first time, don't really bother you, but when you hear it the thousandth time, start to really grate on you. So I think that's a problem. Is it the IRS for this situation? It's, yeah, there's just this IRS. There's just a couple <laughs> things you're like, <laughs> come on, man, please. I agree. That, I agree with that. I think we can kick. I think we can kick somebody's watching me down. So, so again, so Spooky by Classics 4, Mm -hmm. which I'm I'm going to reveal that. (laughs) Spoiler alert. (laughs) That we maybe we were going to talk about this song in the near future. Um, But that song, not other than the word spooky. And he says, I propose on Halloween. Not really related to Halloween at all, because nothing the character does in the song is all that spooky. She's just she's just kind of Not flighty on the surface. and flirty. Um so so it has the word spooky in it, but I'm gonna say that one's not that not that spooky. Um so I'm going to throw out one that I think is a great song. And even though maybe the connection to Halloween is a little tentative, I'm gonna talk about it. Mm-hmm. Superstition by Stevie Wall. Just because it's, again, not a metaphor. I mean, it is a metaphor, but he's saying, like, the people who believe in superstitions are, like, scared their whole lives and, you know, Break the mirror and seven years of bad luck and all that stuff. It has a nice, cool, spooky vibe, not terrifying vibe. Not like I, you know, I have to put my hands in front of my eyes. I'm so scared vibe. And not like, oh no, this is getting too real vibe. <laughs> like this is yeah. this is talking about real stuff. It's got a nice spooky, like again, the word spooky. I'm not gonna apply it to the song spooky. I'm gonna apply it to this song. And it's just kind of like, ooh, it's getting a little bit of a chill, but it's not really that. It's not really that scary. You could see it being. You could see there being. Uh, there probably is a movie of somebody who is too superstitious, and these things keep on happening to them, and that being a Halloween movie. Do you know what I mean? Like these right. superstitions coming true uh, to this person 
You know what I mean? Because they keep breaking these superstitions or something. So you could see that being a Halloween movie. And so this right. song could be a Halloween song. If that's not a Halloween movie, we we copyright that. Yep, movie. that's right. That's right. We'll, we're gonna do it. We're that's gonna do it. For, yep, that's our movie. That's right. Yep. I think it's a really good one, and of course, great song, great song to bop along to. Whether or not you're dancing, you're bobbing for apples, you're having a tiny Snickers, <laughs> you're in a sweater, and you're drinking eggnog, and you're on the wrong holiday. Anyway, I I think it really works. So that's that's you know, that's gonna be the one I'm gonna put on the board. If that's okay with you guys, and I think that song stays relevant you know the song's like 1972 and it's never gone away which is great because it's an amazing song but it's you can still hear it on the radio you could still hear it actively wherever you want like it's a great song that everybody knows yeah while we're on the topic i just want to say Another song that mentions Halloween mm-hmm. is, of course, I just called the Stay I Love You by Stevie <laughs> where he mentions all of the holidays. That's right. And says, uh, I actually was trying to quickly find it. He says, no Halloween. <laughs> and yeah. the one thing I have to say to Stevie Wonder is, how many people call you for Halloween, Stevie? Who <laughs> are just like, hey, I just call it because it's Halloween. Just wanted to wish you. A just want to wish you a happy Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> just say it. Just, oh, just throw it out there. But that could be again, if we go with the spooky, you know, criteria, that potentially could be a Halloween song. He does say the word Halloween, mm-hmm. but um, we'll put that towards the bottom of the list. <laughs> Yeah, I'd love to be at a Halloween party. I just called to say I love you. Comes on, and the DJ is just like, "By the way, everybody, he says the word Halloween, so it counts." Nobody get mad at me. This is on my playlist for Halloween, Christmas, and everybody's wedding. (laughs) It's also on my on my uh, playlist for the uh, the summer solstice. Uh, What else is he mentioning here? April showers. It's my it's my April showers playlist. Anyway. Also, I, I, I have this as my outgoing message on my answering machine. It really covers all bases. <laughs> all right. So I think we're back around to Rachel. Rachel yeah. Oh, by the way, let's do it real quick. Monster Mash, Thriller, This is Halloween. Mm-hmm. You're the devil in the skies. Superstition. Rachel, you're up next. What do you got? So, okay, this is hard. It's getting harder now. It's getting harder now. So I have one that I threw on there late, and I'm not going to put it on there, I think, mostly because of the relevant situation. I don't think enough people know it. Um, but I do want to give it a special shout-out. Um, the song Every Day is Halloween by Ministry. And I dress this way to keep The song is not specifically about Halloween. It's about somebody who's basically, you know, dresses like a freak and all in black and like hangs out with spiders and, you know, lizards and stuff. And um, everybody looks at them and calls them a freak. And basically their idea is that, you know, so every day is Halloween to me. The The reason I love it is because it's kind of like those song, those Christmas songs where it's like, I wish it was Christmas every day. I have the Christmas spirit in me all the time, except for Halloween. And it's done by ministry. I don't think it can be in the canon, but I wanted to give it a special shout out because I think that it is definitely a 
like, you know, it has the Halloween spirit in it. Okay. But I you, love it. But you'll probably won't hear it, ironically, in a Halloween spirit store, which is weird. <laughs> Potentially. Um, so. It sounds like um, I was once in a store around Christmas time and heard Christmas from the Who's Tommy um, playing <laughs> on the in-store radio. It was like, this is... This is Very not, weird. this is not a Very Christmas weird. song. Very weird. Very weird. And they were like, but the title. Yeah. I was going to say, Rachel, the funny thing about In A Spirit Halloween, a song you would probably hear is like, I don't know, Levitating by Dua Lipa. I don't think they're right. playing Halloween music. I think <laughs> they're, just playing, they're just playing whatever's on the radio. That's so, true. I mean, whatever. It doesn't That's matter. That's true. That's true. It's fine. Um, so... Here's your magical student costume. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy that. So... Here's your bad bass superhero. <laughs> You mean Batman? Do not say it out loud. Do not say it out loud. <laughs> there's there's a lawyer at the door for DC right there. If he hears you say it, we will get to. This is a flying rodent-based superhero costume. Take it outside now. Super so, arachnid person. <laughs> <laughs> so I am so torn on this. Um, and and but I think I think I think. Is it torn? That's a good song. I'm all out of shape. Um. I think <laughs> this is how I feel. <laughs> I think I've got to go with Werewolves of London by Warren Zevon. I think I do. And I, I feel like, Dan, you might have gone for this one, but, but I think I've got to no, go. Oh, it's with okay. Werewolves of London. Um, first of all, because of the Awu. That's, I mean,. I would say number one reason is because, again, if you're at a Halloween party and you're kind of half listening, if you hear them go, you're like, yeah, this is a Halloween song. There's no question about it. I got it. The it's it's very it's very sort of danceable, um, you know, sort of like shuffly danceable. It's got that great. Yeah. Um, You could definitely do a white guy dance. Oh, yeah. You could do a little (laughs) shuffle of like, I'm not really on rhythm, but it doesn't matter. Everything's fine. I'm biting my top lip. Yeah. Mom, you dancing around. Um, Lon Chaney is involved in it. You know, there's that's some yeah. I mean, so I mean, I think that and I and I think that this song, I don't see it becoming irrelevant. I, I think that it's it's strong enough in pop culture that it's it's gonna stay put. Now it is, I will say one thing, it is a bit of a metaphor. Okay. That is right. That is that is one thing. Mm-hmm. Just saying, it is a little bit of a metaphor. Well, I didn't actually believe so, that he was just talking about a bunch of werewolves saying. running around. London. Well, I love. I only wanted to mention just because I love the metaphor. That's all. That it's it's really about like, you know, Reagan era corporate readers, because there are these like these guys who are like inhuman werewolves just destroying people, and then but his hair is perfect. Like yeah. I just that's just a great metaphor. I love it. Well, I mean, again, like one of my other ones that I was going to like, if I can say real quick, one of my other ones that I was going to say, but I, but really is, can't be used at all is Ghost Town by the specials. This town is coming at the ghost town. All the clubs are being closed down. The sound is is so eerie, but it's about a town that has fallen on hard times and like right. you know basically the factory right. is shut down and 
you know. But it does have, I know it's adult suing it, but it does have the creepy kid voices. Right. Yeah, that part is. Um, so, so I'm saying yes to Werewolves of London because yeah. Michael, it's definitely. It's, well, with, with the Awoons, with the it's definitely unquestionably Halloween. Yeah. Okay. And it's a little bit of a metaphor, but it's enough talking about the werewolves that, you know, I think that's, we got enough there. Number three is the relevance. And this is the part that's going to be hard. For me. Because I think, unfortunately, it is relevant. Because of Kid Rock. Um, this is hard. <laughs> this is hard to talk about. <laughs> but unfortunately, I think people, when they hear this song, they'll, they'll know it. Because of because of what Kid Rock has done to it, um, unfortunately. So, in some ways, it is it has made it more relevant and has made it the least relevant it could possibly be. That's true. Um, because people are going to hear this and be like, "Oh, it's not the Kid Rock song." Oh darn! I like that Kid Rock song, and then I am just seething with rage, with the name of the rage behind them. Um, but. <laughs> Then you know. Then at least I'd be like, "Well, this is the original." I could, I could be all smug. Yeah. Explain how this was the original. <laughs> true. True. What I love to do. So really, everyone wins. But yeah. So I think, I think with those three criteria, I think this one definitely goes in. Good job. All right. So we have Monster Mash Thriller. This is Halloween. You're the Devil in the Sky. Superstition. Werewolves of London. Michael. Hit, hit, hit me. What's your next nominee? My next Halloween song is Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree by Brenda Lee. I'm already terrified. (laughs) I don't know about you guys, but I start listening to Christmas music in late September. So I hear this every Halloween, and it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just kidding. Not about listening to Christmas music in late September. I do do that. (laughs) Start sometime in April. I'd like to do an honorable mention, if I may, because I don't think this necessarily would fit the list. But I got to do a show tune, you guys. I'm going to say The Phantom of the Opera by Andrew Lloyd Webber. The Phantom of the Opera is One, it has an organ. Mm-hmm. Two, it's got what sounds like synth drums, so it's a little bit fun to, you could sort of bop to it. Three, it is, it's creepy. It's got that operatic feel to it. It's got those really high notes at the end that add to its creepiness. It's literally about somebody who is haunting somebody else. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a man who lives in the basement and he's making you sing. I mean, it's it's specifically about a a a classic horror. It's a classic horror monster. I I've not heard it recently. I will confess, but it, to me, it feel for like a we're hanging out of the park. It feels a little too Broadway show, tuning. But I think especially eighties. If you put a Halloween party and a cast right. party together. Well, <laughs> you got the perfect song. It's true. Yeah, it's true. What you have is me leaving early, but let's <laughs> let's not talk about it. What I was gonna say, Michael, is what I think we need here because I think it needs to be because 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 it fits into the musical, right? Which is understandable. 
He's like, I think for the show. What we need is we need a different arrangement. We need to cut it up, lose the stuff around. And I need like an Olivia Rodrigo to like record this version and then really push it for Halloween. I, I'm just saying, I just think the, the original version, I think, is a little too too serving the musical and not serving this is a this is a song if that makes sense so i i just need i need a little a couple of snip tucks here a couple of changes take out that 80s drum machine sound let's get something a little more modern here but otherwise especially for the relevancy but i, I like where your head's at you're definitely i i for an honorable mention i love this okay so you're saying you don't want michael crawford and sarah brightman we gotta get Peebo. <laughs> We gotta get Pebo. Let's get Pebo. I feel like Pebo is a lateral move. I'm gonna be honest with you. But who am I? I don't know. Maybe the kids out there are loving Pebo. I don't know. Everybody loves Pebo. Pebo's burning up the charts right now. And I think it's the perfect song if your local community theater production of a chorus line happens to open in late October and you have like a Halloween slash yeah cast party. Of course, again, Michael, yes. For the cast, I understand. Yeah. Everyone's going to be singing along. It's going to be exhausting. Oh, yeah. So my my actual next nominee mm-hmm. is Grim Grinning Ghosts. Oh, okay. Disney's Haunted Mansion attraction. Gryffindor's creak and the tombstones quake. Spooks come out for and wake. Happy haunts materialize. And begin to vocalize. Grim grinning ghosts are out to socialize. Now don't. Here's what I'll say about this. It's it's spooky in a fun way. It's kind of goofy. Not like goofy, goofy <laughs> but like. But it's it's not scary. It's spooky. It's fun. It's got it's got the, the organ sound in it. It instantly takes you, if you've been to that ride, it instantly right. takes you there. Um, it's got that Disney type of spooky, which is appropriate for a party. And it's one of those songs where people might not know it instantly, but once they hear it, they'll be like, is, is this a song from the Haunted Mansion? <laughs> and no one's really going to dance to it, but they're going to enjoy it. It's a little something for the kids. Yeah. Here's my problem. Okay. It's not with the science. My issue is, I feel like you can't have This Is Halloween and Grim Grinning Ghosts on the same list. I feel like it's too much Disney, that Disney music sound. Mm -hmm. One is fine, but two, I feel like it's too much. So I'm going to disagree just because I don't think you could have them back to back. Okay. But if you wanted to say we're putting together a record. Right. Side one starts with This is Halloween. Side two starts with Grim Grinning Ghosts. You got yourself an album. I'm just think here's the thing. And I, I it's because I'm an old man. I'm thinking like old school mixtape rules. Mm-hmm. You could have one fun novelty song. But when you put two fun novelty songs, then that means you're not cool. That means you just like novelty <laughs> songs, right? You put one on and the people are like, oh, I get it. You put a fun novelty song on, on with all these other really cool songs on your mixtape. That's fun. But then you put two Weird Al songs and now people start to, to question your your actual taste. That's what I'm, 
And no, I'm not saying anything wrong with Weird Al. I am going I'm saying, to disagree with you right there. But I'm saying on the mix, Michael, when you're putting on the super cool songs, you're going to have the one fun song on Okay. But you don't want to have more than one. That's what I'm, you just want the one pop of the like, oh, I get it. You put on, you know, I don't know, whatever. Um, take your, your fun album think, song of the air. But I think that if you're. I if have you're, a mixtape that's just who let the dogs out for no, my God, no. 45 minutes on each side. Again, Michael, this, we're trying to think, we're trying to think, you know, globally, right? Not everyone has that tape. Not everyone is going to a cast party. You see what I'm saying? We're trying to open this thing First up. First of all, they should, because it's fun. Um, but I am thinking globally, because everybody is looking for who let the dogs out. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's true. <laughs> it's true. If you have a Halloween, if you have a Halloween album, and you're like, we can only have one novelty song on it, the answer is, <laughs> well, then we can't have a Halloween album. <laughs> no, I, I mean, again, I, I know, I'm not- tell you. I'm just saying what I'm not saying. No, I'm just saying again. I'm put. I've already put it on the list. So I feel I, you I'm not. I understand anything. what you're saying. I understand I'm just saying, saying I, one or the one or the other, right? Because you want a bunch of cool rock songs and like pop songs that people are dancing to, and then when the one fun one comes up, everyone goes, "Oh, that's so funny!" You put on this Halloween, but then you play "Devil in the Skies" and it's funny, and then Grim Grinning Ghost come up, and people are like, "Oh, so oh, so it's gonna be this kind of." I see. But we're I think they're different. Play these songs. But I think they're different purposes. So you start with the monster mash because it starts with the bubbling well, and stuff. Well, listen, listen, listen. Sure, listen, 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 listen. But I was just saying. I always say the monster mash is grandfather day. The mon- there's but, no. But what like, I'm saying is the coins just You count. start. You start the as people are walking into this party. The monster mash is happening, and people are like, right. "Yep, I'm at a Halloween party." What then, I'm trying to say, Rachel, this, is if you have a Halloween party and yeah. you don't play the monster mash, you will be arrested. Yes. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. They will come to your yeah. house and drag you away, and the person who comes to your house is going to be Frankenstein. So you know he's you know he can do it. <laughs> but you have like what I'm saying is then this is Halloween. The purpose of this is Halloween is to give you that kind of again, like that Danny Elfman vibe. It gives you it gets you into that kind of mood. The Grim Grin right. Ghost is later on in the evening. It's more lighthearted. You've played things like Werewolves of London. You've played things like your Devil in Disguise and Thriller. And you're like just about to bring out the like Rice Krispie treats that you made look like grave, like like headstones, and <laughs> you need to meet it, yep, make it a uh-huh, little lighthearted. Uh-huh. So you sounds put like in grim grinning ghosts. <laughs> You're just saying it sounds like a grand party. There's nothing better. <laughs> I just want to say there's nothing better um, than like than a nice Rice Krispie treat when you are like four rum and cokes in. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, and you're yeah. like, why would I? Why did I eat this all the time? You just make so it for good. myself. <laughs> I was, you know what? Saturday morning, I'm just gonna make these. I'm just gonna make it. I want to eat the whole tray, and nobody can stop me. It's breakfast. It's the most important meal of the day. As I say, it's basically <laughs> breakfast. I yeah. I mean, all right. So if if this song comes on at a party, you can't be like, hey, this is a serious Halloween party. Everybody, <laughs> keep it to a whisper so, and one mini Mister Good Bar each. Right. <laughs> exactly. I saw you all right. two crackles. No crackles. All right. All right. Okay. The other thing I will say uh-huh. in defense of Grim Grinning Ghosts is this song. This is a Disney song. You can get Peebo. Yeah. Oh, you want Peebo to do it? What I if, want Peebo to if... do everything. <laughs> I was like, do you want my mixtape that's just 45 minutes of Peebo singing Let the Ducks? <laughs> uh, 
It is my most prized possession. <laughs> I just called to say happy Halloween um, <laughs> and give you my tape. Okay. All right. Okay. So here's what we got. The Monster Mash Thriller. This is Halloween. The Devil in the Skies, Superstition, Guerrero's Alonde, Grim Game Ghosts. Now, I was imagining. All right, let's let's knock off a couple. Let's mention a couple of these ones on the list. Season of the Witch by Donovan. Great song. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely could be on the long list. Yeah, I don't know. It just feels too weird for for like a Halloween party. Um, a Nightmare on My Street by DJ Jazz Jeff and the Fresh Prince. I just think relevance wise, yeah. it's out of there. Also, like, he's, he's like, kind of genuinely terrifying. <laughs> um, I do, one thing I love about uh, the old Fresh Prince stuff is that, so in this song, he gets attacked by Freddy Krueger, which, by the way, is why they got sued, because they very much did not have the rights to Freddy Krueger. They just recorded this song um, and released it. But um, he gets attacked by Freddy Krueger. He has all that by Fresh Prince. In this song, he just runs away. That's it. He's like, I got up and ran away out of the house. Um, very similar to his song, I Can Fight Mike Tyson, in which he fights Mike Tyson, and Mike Tyson knocks him out in one punch. I really enjoy that about, about the old Will Smith stuff. He was like, yeah, if I can attack my Freddy Krueger, I'm just going to run away, guys. I'm not like a cool rapper who's like, oh, then I beat up Freddy Krueger. He's like, I got out of the house, and I ran half a block away. Awesome. Purple People Eater. Too kitty and re- no more relevance. Yeah. That that thing is that thing is largely Fun, forgot about. Yeah. Don't fear the reaper. Good song. Too long. I think. Too long. About halfway through, you want another song to come out. Yeah. Um. By the way, I was listening to oldies radio. Uh, driving around like a weird part of upstate New York, and they played American Pie on the radio, and they just faded it out halfway through. <laughs> They're like, "That's oh, we're <laughs> was, done. We're like, done." Why bother playing it? You're just going to fade it out. So weird. They didn't do like the last two verses. <laughs> Did you write the what? Mm-hmm. Did you write the what? Yeah. Book of Loves. <laughs> um, exactly. Uh, so wait, wait are Man- you saying that you're going you're gonna to have a Halloween party with no BOC? I mean, again, if it's on the, on the long list, definitely. Yeah, yeah. But again, I just think it's, I, you know, I don't know. For me, I feel like it's too long that you get, you, people are going to get tired of it. Well, you can like, the, like the radio edit. Sure. Well, since I get, or I just fade it out on the stereo. Like, all right, the sun's <laughs> over, guys. Um, bye, bye, Um, where was I? Oh, I just wanted to say, uh, Dead Man's Party. Obviously, we already have Danny Elfman on there. Yep. I always felt like Dead Man's Party, good song. He needed one more verse. It yeah. repeats. It repeats too much. Danny, just write one more verse. That's all. Yeah. That's all you had to do. I feel like that's the one flaw with that song. Also, that, it, that, think... it, that you're never like, wait, is this the beginning of the song or towards the end? Because it just repeats the same thing four times. Yeah. Also, Dead Man's Party, I think, is specifically for when your dad goes back to school and you're in a swimming competition, a diving competition. So that is true. very Absolutely. specific. Um, Pet Cemetery by their modes, I just want to call out because I believe it's a hard light situation. I think they just saw the, the movie Pet Cemetery <laughs> and decided to write a song about it. <laughs> So that's fine. Yep. So I, so I, um, all right. So here's the one I'm going to throw out. So I'd love to do like Disturbia by Rihanna. Yeah. I, I listen to that's it. It's not song. really, I know, but it's just about her like being nervous. It's not yeah. really, and it, I just wanted something more, um, more modern, you know, for the kids. Dracula's Wedding 
by Outcast, good song, but also like I don't know, kind of weird. It doesn't really have anything to do yeah. with Dracula. Is is the one problem? Although they do have a bunch of um, vampire puns in the middle, which is fun. Yeah. Uh, they say like, "What's at stake here?" Which is like really cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know if "cool" was the right word I wanted, but it's fun. Um, <laughs> but that's good. But also a weird song. I don't know if you can really dance to it. So I am gonna go out. I, I got to be true to myself. I am going to pick like a 70s song. And what I was thinking was it's the end of the night now, mm-hmm. right? Things are, things are cooling down. People are, you know, and you want something that's, that's got a good groove to it, but it's got to kind of take you out. And so I'm going to put on Black Magic Woman. Got a Black Magic Woman. Got a Black Magic Woman. I've got a black magic woman Got me so blind I can't see Okay, okay. I feel like that's a, that's a good chill song to end the night on, you know. I mean, that guitar solo. Whoo, yeah. doggy. That's a good one. Yeah. And it's, you know, and it's got enough of the, the Halloween-y stuff in there, but not too much. Uh, to to really hit that sweet spot, and I think I think Santana is is pretty timeless. I think yeah. I think nobody's no matter what their age, nobody's going to be mad when that comes on at the end of the night. Yeah. So I think people are going to be pretty happy with that. Now, if you're going from Grim Guinea Ghost directly into Black Magic Woman, that might <laughs> that might be a jarring. little bit of a record. Yeah, that might be a little jarring. But hopefully, you got a couple of songs, you know, <laughs> between there. You play Ghostbusters and somebody's watching me. Yeah. And... yeah, we're not saying you can't play these other songs. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I will yeah. say this. I mean, here's another, but this is another one that was on the list. I'm sorry to go by this. Like Psycho Killer by the Talking Heads. Brilliant great. song. Great song, right? It's literally about like the son of Sam. I don't want, it's too real, BuzzFeed. <laughs> it's too real. Yeah. I don't want that in my fun Halloween party. Yeah. No, I'm saying no to Psycho Killer. Well, it's funny because I another one that's not on here that people might be like, well, what about this one? Another one is t- the Time Warp from Rocky Horror Picture Show. And I was like, well, that's a good one. First what? of all, if you're at your cast party, you better be playing Time Warp. Oh, you, better, you better be lining up. Let me be clear on that. Line dance. But <laughs> you, you look into it and you're like, what's Halloween about it? Just that it's right. from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Right. Well, but I think this is the Halloween version of you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Yeah. Like, it's only through the association. Right. There's nothing in the song that indicates... Not really, no. ...that it's a Halloween song. But I've also definitely heard this one in Trunk or Treat. So... Yeah, It's in the mix. But it's, you know, it's again, it's later. It's when he starts running out of socks to play that he gets down to that. Yeah. I don't know why they're not just playing all of Rocky Horror Picture Show then. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah, no. There's definitely there's definitely nothing inappropriate that you wouldn't want to play in a school trunk or treat <laughs> in in the it. Rocky Horror Picture Show soundtrack. Is fine. Everything in there is fine. It's totally great. Yeah, no worries. All right, let's review our canon. So we have the Monster Mash by Bobby Boris Pickett, Thriller by Michael Jackson, This Is Halloween by the cast of The Nightmare Before Christmas. You're the Devil in the Skies by Elvis Presley, Superstition by Stevie Wonder, Werewolves of London by Warren Zevon, Grim Gurning Ghost by A Ride, and <laughs> Black Magic Woman by Carlos Santana. You know what? That's I, a pretty good. That's a pretty good Halloween. You part. know what I like about lie. this? You know what I like about yeah. this is it hits a lot of different types of Halloween tropes. 
you got your monsters, you got a thriller situation, you've got devils, yeah. you've got superstitions, you've got ghosts, werewolves, you got witches, you, you got it all. Yeah, no, I agree. You know yeah, what I we like didn't it. add there? What? That's that? good. Like the 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 party's winding down. You're out of many crackles. Mm-hmm. Sure. Witchcraft, Frank Sinatra. Okay. I mean, again, that's it's a that's like, yeah, yeah, You're that's clean a clean up. The theme of it is is is. I mean, it's a little yeah. like I put a spell on you. It's a little. It's a little devil right. in disguise. But this, I mean, I gotta be honest. Right, this feels like a Halloween party at the nursery. That's the only thing I'm <laughs> in terms of in terms of relevance for for Frank Sinatra's song. Now, look, the old people are gonna love. It. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying. I know you are not saying bad things about Frank Sinatra. I'm not, I'm, the only thing I say about Frank Sinatra is he was born like 120 years ago. That's the only bad thing I'm saying about Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra saw the Great Depression happen. That's the only problem with Frank Sinatra, okay? And I think he was like 23 when it happened. He was so, born in 1915. What's your point? Okay. <laughs> I'm just, that's all I'm saying. His okay? music is timeless. If you were born... And there weren't fifty stars on your on the flag uh, on the day you were born. I'm just saying maybe you have a slight relevance problem. That's the only <laughs> thing I'm gonna I'm gonna put out. There. So, so pre 1959. That's what it's. Yeah. Anyway, that. <laughs> I mean, I see in 1950. I'm assuming there's probably like 46 or something. They still had like they hadn't like invented Oregon. I'm going to imagine. But anyway, let's not <laughs> go down. It's from... <laughs> so I say 1859? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. So, all right. So we got we got our songs. And yeah, I mean, I again, obviously you can have other ones on there. Um, but I think for the canon, this is, this is a pretty good, this is a pretty good canon. And um, yeah, pull this out for your Halloween party. Put it on. Let us know how it goes. Let us know if uh, we get some delight. people up and dancing. People are enjoying it, you know. And if they don't, if they don't like it, then tell them you picked it. It's nothing to do with us. Don't mention <laughs> our name. <laughs> if they loved it, you uh, we trademark it, and you have to give us all the uh, kudos for it. Yeah, sure. copyright. We copyright it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, this has been our episode on a Halloween song canon. Uh, come back next episode. We're going to talk about a great. Story song is going to be a Halloween song. It's going to be a Halloween special. We've already hinted at it. So I hope you guys enjoy that. Uh, and um, if you could follow us on the socials, like Instagram, X, which, by the way, at this point. I think we're back to Twitter. Every t- no, every time I say it, I'm like, is it even going to exist by the time <laughs> this episode comes out? But anyway, if you can follow us on the socials, like Instagram, X, and Facebook, we would appreciate it. And if you could leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, wherever your podcast, we would really appreciate it, and we will rate it on the show. Come back next episode, we talk about another great story song. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. We'll talk to you then. Thanks for listening, and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Heaven in the sky. Oh, yes, you are. Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. Find him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music 
was provided by Purple Planet Music. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at story song podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. The Story Song Podcast is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Go to pantheonpodcasts.com. Thanks for listening. It's the Story Song It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.